I must admit now, if you're hearing the audio, we're 18 minutes into this year. I forgot to turn it on. If you want to hear the audio, you can email me and I can send you the video, which hopefully will have the entire content of this year. Well, on shear.us you'll find the email address to send it. My apologies. We're discussing therefore Vayedhar Sinai, that the mountain of Sinai is the lotion of Sina, of hatred. And yes, one needs to hate and despise any distractions that will distract them from learning Tera. And this is what the Medrash says, Kol Mishayna Isa Atzmei, Kamid Bar Hefker, anyone who doesn't make himself like a desolate, like a, an ownerless desert, in Yachal Iknes cannot achieve, cannot ascertain the Chachma and the Tera. Kachnema B'midvar Sinai, therefore it says, B'midvar Sinai. The person needs to be mafkir, nullify totally anything that's worldly should not disturb him while he's learning Teda so is it so outlandish to say to turn off your phone is it so outlandish to say to isolate yourself in a room or to find a Chavrusa and sit near the Chavrusa but shut out and block out everything that we could disturb the learning of Teda. This is the most potent lesson from the Midbar Sinai, the Teda being given Dafke in the Midbar of Sinai. Pasuk says, talks about the Mizbeach. Do not make steps going up to the Mizbeach, to the altar, so that one should not take wider steps and one can see under his garment. Again, Rashi says, so here we see a Kalvachema. Don't ask me how to say Kalvachema in English, because I can't remember the word. Just like stones, Ma'avanamalol. Shemem das, Lahakbid, Al They don't have any Seichel, they don't have any brain. They're a stone. They shouldn't, they have no reason to stand up to being embarrassed. And the tailor says, Amra Teda Hail Vyesh Bahem Tsedach Le Sinik Bahem Minik Bizoyan. Since they have a use, they should not be embarrassed in any which way. Khavercha, your friend, Shubid Mus Yaitzha, who looks just like your creator, Umafkir al Bizyane, Makbir al Bizyane, and doesn't want to ever be embarrassed, Al Achas Kama Vakama. Unfortunately we find 
a myriad of excuses to embarrass somebody. A myriad of excuses when you see somebody on the street to bring up something of their past, to humiliate them, to put them down, and therefore explain in many places that the reason that Nasaris Adibris there explained also simple things that have been Adam Lechaveri between man and his friend, like killing, stealing, etc., in order to teach us that also these mitzvahs are also been Adam Lamachim, also between man and God. And it's all one with the commandment of Anaychi Hashem Elikecha, I am God, your God. And in completing these mitzvahs, being one with Anaychi, is because of that reason. Sorry, it's not only because of that reason, but this is rather because this is what God wants you to do. How to behave between yourselves, amongst yourselves, just like you behave towards Him. Perhaps you could say this is also hinted in the words of Rashi. It explains the reason for being careful with your friend's honor. Not just because it makes sense to be careful how you upset somebody else, not upset somebody else. That if you're going to be not be careful with the cover of your your friend, then you won't be careful with the covet, the honor of your creator either. Therefore it's found that also the mitzvahs that have been other the chaveri between man and the friend one needs to be just as careful as between man and God. And since Meruba Mida Teva, we understand from here that the same is that Avis Yisrael and covered for your friend. This is within the realm of love of God and fear of God and honor of God. As it awakens, Kemayim Haponim Elponim, like we are face to face. Avas Hakadosh Baruch Hu to Yisrael, and lifting up the covid and the horn of Bnei Yisrael, the crown of Bnei Yisrael, as it's in its glory towards God. Basak says, Lysasin iti elike kesef elike zov, Lysasin lechen. You should not make these gold and silver things for yourself. Rashi says, Lysim, I don't say. Harin eise kruvim, bebatak in the sea is about the midrashes. I'm going to make the kruvim, those little angels that were on top of the arn, for my basic nests of my sevenish. Kedarach looks like it's done in the Holy of Holies. Therefore, the Torah says, "Lay something. Don't do it, because the person might think. Why would they think? Why would someone want to make kruvim 
Cherubim, as they're called in English, I think. In the Beis Knesset of Yisemendish. And so much so they would think of doing it that the tailor has to come out blatantly and warn us not to. We can say perhaps the explanation about this. We find in the Mishkan <coughs> the Kruvim served as a place where the Shkin arrested. And a place from there HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to Moshe. That's where I spoke to you from. From the Andi Kapedis. From between the two Kruvim, which are in the Arnaidus. So, therefore, it is very commonplace for one to make a mistake and to think that the Kruvim are a go-between between us and God. And they're the ones that made the Ashra amongst the Israel. They make the Shekhinah rest amongst the Eden. Therefore the person can make that mistake that he has to have this go-between as such a go-between in everything else where the Shekhinah rests. For example, in the Beisach Knesset, etc. Therefore the Pasik tells us and warns us, don't go there. Don't make these things, do not put this up in your Beisach Knesset or Beisach Knesset. Vayichan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahor and there, Israel encamped opposite the mountain. B'nai Israel's encampment was opposite Mount Sinai. This is Vayichan, a singular verb. And he encamped. And Rashi explains, from here it denotes, B'nai Israel camped at Sinai in a perfect unison. It's one man. One heart. Ishechod, Bulevechod. And harmoniously readying themselves for the acceptance to receive the Torah. Rashi offers a similar explanation of the verse. And behold, Egypt was advancing behind them. It says that, the, that when the Yidin left Mitzrayim, they saw, they saw, sorry, they saw that, B'nai, that Mitzrayim was chasing them. Mitzrayim was going behind them. But again, it does not say in plural. Mitzrayim is a singular. Noiseya. 
And there too Rashi explains that the Egyptians were all in one. They were arm in arm. They were unified. One heart, one man. In their pursuit against B'nai Yisrael. However, there's a difference, a notable difference in Rashi's explanation when it comes to explaining the Yidin's unity and the Mitzrayim. When it comes to the Mitzrayim, Rashi says they were with one heart as one man. Levechod, Ishechod. When it comes to B'nai Yisrael, it says Ishechod, Levechod. One man, one heart. And this distinction highlights a significant difference between the two types of unity. People of Mitzrayim obviously were a diverse group. The tale itself distinguishes the average Egyptians, the sorcerers, those who feared the word of God, those who didn't, those who, they, were, they were all came together, they all united. When it came to hating the Jews, they all hated them equally. Animosity, one heart. And this led them to be one man. Then Israel's unity in preparation and the giving of the Torah was not only a uniform reaction to a shared feeling. Rather, their mutual feelings were due to an even deeper unity that they had. An inherent unity. Inherent unity that's literally part of the identity of the Jew. So this essential Jewish oneness as one man is caused by B'nai Yisrael to share equal feelings. Anticipation, desire to receive the Torah with one heart although there were differences amongst them. But this kept them going. And we see this also in the Pasuk, as the Pasuk tells us. When they stood to get the Torah, Vayichan Shem Yisrael in a singular form. The Tata itself caused this unity. This brings about the thought pattern or the it's called the Rayon, the idea that Tata is Aisha Shalom Ba'ilam. It makes peace in the world. And it brings together everything that's in opposite of one another. But we need to understand this. Tate itself is not made from one skin. Chazal say, He keeps going to Medrash actually. It's also brought down in Yishalmi and Sanhedrin. Not given the Tate cut up. And the called Dover Khuli, Memtes Panim Toir, Memtes Panim Tomei. 
each and everything has 49 faces of purity and 49 of impurity. Tayyid itself comes about with different opinions. We have sages. This sage says this opinion, this sage says this opinion. And they are total opposites at times. They are total, sounds like they are on totally different pages. Tells us the greatness of Tayyid. If you give me a score at home, you can write an eight of it. Yud Gimel Amit Beis, 13 side 2, where the Gemara says, Div Eilu Ve'eilu Divrei Lekim Chaim. Yes, this sage said it was Asr, it was prohibited, this sage said it was Mutter. This said, one Psaq was kosher, this said it was not kosher. Eilu Ve'eilu Divrei Lekim Chaim. The words of this one, and the words of that one, are the words of God, and therefore, they are alive. Sorry. How is it possible to say that Tera nullifies any kind of machlikis, any kind of kalukadeis, until so much so that it literally forms lev echad, one heart? So we need to learn, the Chazal tell us, Yesh Chochma Bagoyim, Tavim. Someone says there is Chochma by the Goyim, you should believe them. Ach, im Yem Luchot, Yesh Teira Bagoyim, Al Tavim. But if they'll tell you this Teira Bagoyim, don't believe that. What's the difference between Chochma and Teira? Chachma is something that is detached from the person. A part of wisdom, a wisdom, a, to share a thought of wisdom. This thought of wisdom is a total separate entity from the person that's thinking it. Whereas Teda, on the other hand, is a Lashen Heijo'o, a living, a life living lesson. And therefore, this keeps, keeps up and teaches us the ways of our life of every, each and every person. Chachma puts forth by a person a pure seichel and a detachment. It doesn't tell the person, doesn't dictate to the person, and can't dictate to the person what to do. It could perhaps point in the direction and tell them, look, this is how the, the Joneses are doing it, this is how it's being done here, this is being done there. But it doesn't dictate to the person how to live. Whereas on the flip side, Tata the entire essence of Tera is to teach us and to show us on a daily basis how we need to lead and live our lives. Every 
item, every word, every letter of Teda teaches us how to live our daily life. This is the power of Das Teda. They tell the story of the absent-minded professor. They tell a joke about an absent-minded professor, actually. They got a phone call in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning. And the guy says, is this 333? 3333? And he says, uh, no. And then he just wakes up answering the phone. He says, nope, this is 333? 3333. Oh, says the person, I'm sorry for waking you up at 2 o'clock in the morning. And he answers, it's fine. I had to get up to answer the phone anyway. So again, we see how, as brilliant as this fellow is, it doesn't necessarily float him. It doesn't direct him in any directions. Whereas Taylor gives us a lesson in each and everything that we do and act and behave. And therefore, it is a mainstay concept. Taylor is a part of halacha, the halachas that are brought down, the laws that are brought down within the Taylor. And although they sound different, Elu ve'elu divrei chayim, they are this, all words of God. And therefore the time when this halacha is dictated, there is no longer any differences of opinion. Everyone accepts truth with full-heartedly the psach halacha. A Jew sits and studies Teda. And they know this is Teda Hashem. And he learns this because he wants to become one, connect and attach with the Almighty God, the Creator of the world. And therefore, everything that he does, he sees to apply and to aim it, to line, align it with the truth of the want of God. God that is totally enveloped within the Tera. And when he, when he accepts Psaq Allah, he agrees with him, not only with Ian of how to behave, how to act, but also with the weight, the thought, the train of thought, and the way of learning it. Even though he started with a total different approach and different opinions. Now, not only is he not, God forbid, angry or upset with the psak, the opposite. Because he has complete faith that this which the Psak Din was given is true. It's Rotsay Nashem. 
therefore he gets totally enveloped within this in its own right till he himself comes to the conclusion that this is the true Sakhalokha this is the Kayach of becoming one the one that, unite, that becomes one with Teda true Actus comes Dafke because there is opposition If Taylor would have only one opinion, then one, the, then unity would not be real unity. Dafka, when there are chaluke deis and different opinions, different thought tra- patterns, and they go this way and they go that way, that's when Taylor comes in between and says to the two sides and dictates to the two sides how to unite and how to become one. And this is therefore how we said that the Teda, unlike the sinner of the Egyptians, the Teda brought about the Achtus amongst Bnei Yisrael, in spite of all their differences. And it causes that the Yidin settled in our Sinai, Ki'ishachod, one man with one heart on the third day when it was came, came by the people were sleeping he came so broken thunder and lightning entire nation entire camp started shuddering we're speaking so gloriously about Teda saying how beautiful it is the kindness of Teda the dictate of Teda in our lives the beauty and yet what comes along what accompanies the giving of the Tena thunder and lightning which if pajama Sam is not frightening but for many people when it comes in, the, in a very powerful way it's scary If this was a way to drive home a message about the awesomeness of the moment, the cause, the fear that was caused by the thunder and lightning definitely paled in comparison to the profound sense of awe that Bnei Yisrael experienced by the revelation of God Himself. When God calls out a Nuhi, Hashem Alekecha. So, in that case, what was it all about? The dramatic physical storm, the thunders and lightning, 
that accompanied the giving of the Torah reflected the earth-shattering spiritual discovery that B'nai Yisrael and the world at large experienced at this historic moment. The message describes God's revelation at Sinai as the annulment of the decree. What was the decree? El yeinim leyerdim lamata v'etachteinim lamata the spiritual world of above, the spiritual world of below, do not mix. And here it was breached. Here it was breached. God came down to Har Sinai. Moshe went up above the heaven. Till this revelation at Sinai, the truth, the physical reality, was unquestionable. After giving the Torah, that perception was shattered. Because it was shown and given the eternal ability to recognize that the truth of all existence is not its tangible matter. But rather what it derives from God. God, the one and only true being. And God who constantly generates its existence. So imagine the shock. The inner upheaval of a person who all of a sudden discovers everything he thought he knew until now was a gross distortion of the truth. That reality is in fact the complete opposite of what he perceives it to be. This was the blow that the godly revelation at Sinai dealt the world's consciousness. Accordingly, thunder and lightning at the giving of the Tena were merely the physical reflection of the spiritual storm that swept over and shocked all of existence at that incredible juncture. Shem says Sorry. Anaikya Shemalikha Shahimat Msayim. I am God your God first of the Ten Commandments, that what? It took you out of Egypt. There were Ten Commandments given at Sinai. And this represents the entire Tera. All 613 mitzvahs are incorporated here within these ten. In fact, the Altarebbe explains in Tanya The old mitzvahs are, in effect, a means of fulfilling the first two commandments, mitzvah say and mitzvah leisaseh. And taking it a further step, the Zaya states, 
the entire tale is contained within the first word, Anoichi. I. With which God introduced himself simply as I. Making known his essence, which is something we can't fathom, that transcends in any name. Astonishingly, according to the Medrash, the word Anoichi is actually not Hebrew, but rather Egyptian. And according to the Medrash, the most important word in God's communication to mankind was spoken in Egyptian Anoichi. Erva it's the lowest of lands which Egypt was at the time, was decadent, etc. Their language God chose to use to pronounce His essence to the Jews. But rather by using the Egyptian word here, God communicated the purpose for which the entire Torah was given. Not merely to give depth to our spiritual lives, but to draw godly purpose and holiness into the lowest and most mundane aspects of life as well. The opening word of the Ten Commandments is therefore not in Hebrew, the holy tongue, but rather in a language utterly removed from holiness entirely. Egyptian. Similarly, the Talmud relates as well that Moshe refuted the angels. They had a claim at, to the Tata. And he asks them one of the questions that he asks according to God's dictate to confront and debate them. He asks them, Did you descend into Egypt? And Maisha emphasized this detail because the descent into lowly Egypt and the struggle to refine the mundane parts of our lives is the entire purpose for which the Teda was given. It is this descent into Mitzrayim which was our which endeavors to reveal godliness. Even in places that are not yet environments of holiness. And that therefore connects us with Anaki, God's very essence. God's very essence, Anaki, that was revealed by the giving of the Tera. This, therefore, is Anoichi Hashem Why it says not just Anoichi, but as God identifies Himself to the Jews, and He says to them, 
Why does God not say, I am God? I am God that made the ten makas. I am God that split the sea. I am God. There's so many things that God had performed since or before. Why the simple, or not so simple, why the only mention of recognizing God is the fact that He removed them, He took them out of Egypt. And this is therefore the actual message. My re- taking you out of Egypt is what Egypt is what elevated you and purified you. Every Jew, the word Egypt is Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is the word coming from the source Mitzarim. Mitzarim are boundaries. The Jews were kept within a boundary, not being able to keep the Tera. And therefore, Dafke, after the servitude of Mitzrayim, were the hidden vessels for being able to accept the Tera. Dafke through that, which they applied themselves, Dafke with that, which they put themselves through the purification of the exile of Egypt, were the hidden actually able to achieve and ascertain the level which they needed to be at in order to receive the Torah. So as we said, Shabbos Varakim Chedish Adar, we'll talk about the Chedish Adar, and in the month of Adar, the next week, may we start already the Simcha from this Shabbos, with the Simcha Amitiz Vashleim Aydei Meshach Tzitkenu, and Shabbos to all.